prompt? Prompts? <laughs> prompts? Yeah. I got I got I got a fistful of prompts. A fistful of prompts. You want a, you want a product review? Oh yeah. What kind of product are you reviewing today? <laughs> I just I just was listening to some stand-up comedy where somebody was talking about people who review restaurants and asking and like it wasn't a very good joke because he's like, Who has time for this? That was like his joke. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> people who are passionate about things and want to help others. That's who. Anyway, I'd be a bad audience. Um, you know how I have been um, exploring color coding my ETP, right? Yeah, I said it, mm-hmm. ETP, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I use different colors for different activities, different types of activities. Um, and so, and like, just the it. color of ink, you're not actually adding a highlight later. It's just oh, straight you. out yes. different color of ink. Right, so I get different colored pens. And mm-hmm. so, like, freelance art is my green pen. Podcasting is my orange pen you know, uh, personal stuff, house stuff is my pink pen and so on. Um, and so as a result, and, oh, and because I was using the, um, what are these called? The pilot G twos. Oh yeah. Have you seen these? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I found out the hard way. They're not waterproof. Um, because mm-hmm. I had a water bottle accident in my bag and I lost a couple pages of my ETP as a result of it. And I was like, up, oh, never again. So I started exploring colored ballpoints and trying out different ones. And uh, I'm going to give a bad review to the Stadler, of all things. I love Stadler's products, but they got these uh, colored pens. They're the 1.6 Maxims. Hmm. Is that really? Oh, Maxim. Maxims. Um, <laughs> I normally love their stuff, but these pens are so difficult to use. Like, you got to, like, scratch on the paper, like, six times to get some ink running on it before you can write anything. That's not good for capture. That's not good for ubiquitous capture, Rob. Well, yeah, I let's see. Maybe they're maybe they're concerned about getting ink in your pocket, and so they're like, "I think well, caps on them." Demonstrate that you really want this thing to put ink on the paper. Oh, there you go, looking for the positive outlook on it. No, no, you make I, me look like a pessimist sometimes. No, but like, look at this. I got <laughs> you have the pen. Look at this. It no line. What what, what are you doing? Why are you waving that? That stick at that paper jersey. It makes me. It Nothing's just makes me really out. sad because, like, I got this box of <laughs> of pens, and they're also such beautiful colors. I'm like, I can't oh. wait to put you into use. And then it's like you got in my way of, of being useful. Mm. So, um, there's a, a a Bic series of ballpoint colored pens, which I highly recommend. You can get them for like four bucks at Staples right now for like a pack of six. Hmm. They're pretty great. The other ones, mm, I'm bummed out. Also ballpoint. That, no, that's interesting. No, I, I, um, I actually, I don't, I don't want to uh, misinform our, our fine listeners uh, that, uh, that I'd like pens that don't work. I really don't. I got no <laughs> patience for them. Uh, a pen has essentially uh, a 750 milliseconds window. And if it's not putting out a line, it's going in the trash. So boom, trash. That I wouldn't. Nope. Dirt, your jersey is demonstrating this pen not not do its its job as a pen. And I'm making a sad face. Yeah. It makes me really sad. No, I like have the, no mercy. Boop. So much promise. In the trash. You know. Anyway. Yeah. So there, there's there's your product review for this episode. How you doing, Rob? <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. How? Yeah. So. I don't know. That's always nice. But then. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to feel good. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I have noticed this too, that uh, the yeah you know feelings work and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I've had a, so many feelings in this 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 last month of so many awesome things, and we talked about this on the recent Lean Into Artcast, 
last week, which we've now kind of adjusted our schedule. You might notice um, that we, we skipped a week due to the wonderful A2 calf and uh, just sort of picked up with the next podcast that was sort of in the chain. And that was like the, the, the main show. And so off we go with this is our first uh, extra lean on the new schedule. Right. Too. This is, yeah. So this is like, we can talk about the same thing because this is the unguarded one. This is the one where we can share all the oh. uh, uh, after dark stories of mm. A2CAF. Like how I couldn't find your energy drink despite taking dragging you to every freaking store in Ann Arbor. <laughs> well, it's funny. That's, that's no different than Minneapolis. <laughs> it, it's, it's difficult to find everywhere. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I have some problem where I, I, I get this, uh, this um, interest in, in products that are roughly in that range. It's like, well, is this going to be slightly annoying to get again? Hmm. I kind of like actually. It. Yeah. No. No. I'm. I'm there with you. Like that. That's the way I am with. Uh, you know. We talked about this with uh, pencils, right? It's like there's a certain kind of pencil I love, and when I found out that they weren't making it anymore, I bought as many as I could because I want to use that pencil for the rest of my life. You fall in love with and like and Anne and I get into these discussions where we're like, are we just too picky? Is that our problem? Because like when a when a product is discontinued, continued or becomes really hard to find, it seriously bums us out. You know, like when we found out like Trader Joe's stopped selling a certain kind of cookie that we like to get. And it's not even like I'm not like cookie monster or anything. I'm not sitting here like fist fistfuls of cookies in my <laughs> face. But knowing that I can't get it anymore. Super, it's super bummer. Yeah. I mean, I well, I I think it's a good sign to have things you care a lot about that that you are choosing to make part of your experience. And that's. I mean, because what, what the other option is to just, ah, whatever, this is a cookie shape, chomp, right? <laughs> there, the, and, or, hey, this, this is a kind of a pen. And it's pretty cool to like, I mean, if you really can, if you're that, I can think of, well, I can think of positive arguments for that because like, wow, you're really flexible. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but then again, are you really feeling that, that extra tinge of joy because you desired that that particular cookie and because you desired that particular pen or pencil yeah and that thing just it hits all the right buttons for you you know like that kind of that kind mm -hmm. of joy is really nice you know like like when and i know we talked about this years ago like my quest for the perfect bag you know and i tried oh. I, I went to rei and i went to you know target and i went to all these different places looking at everything they had reading and watching online reviews you know, the taking in all the different information so I can go like, okay, this is this is the one that meets almost every need, you know? And then how can I tweak it and modify it to make it, it fit exactly the need that I have? And then the, the next question is, what if something happens to this one? <laughs> <laughs> Will I ever be able to replace it, you know? And so that, is, so I don't know, come, come up with different arguments about that point in time. That point in time, you could you could say, Oh, what, why do you care? You have one. Don't worry about it. Right. Um, or, or why are you trying to hog all the bags, bro? And uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. But Don't I, bogart my bag. <laughs> I think it's thinking systemically. I think it's yeah. saying that, like, well, this bag is part of my process now. And things that are part of my process, I, I intend to continue to use and refine. And I understand that it is a resource that will be expended at some point. So I know there's going to be a then what at s in the future. And, and well, that's what uh, thinking systemically about what you make leads to. 
speaking of thinking systemically, now I have to go and look in my um, Google Play searches because Anne was telling, and actually it was it was Tori Wolcott who mm. brought this to Anne's attention at A2CAF. Tori Wolcott, MirrorMind.ca, fabulous human being and uh, cartoonist. Um, but yeah, she Mirror Mind's a great book. Oh, you have it, don't you? Yeah, I got it on my shelf, like, oh, yeah, a few feet away. Oh, how do I get to my wish list? Here we go. Um, so, do you remember a couple years ago, I think it was Ashley Knapp, actually, brought to our attention a thing called Habit RPG? Do you remember mm. this? Yeah, I do. It was like a, like a browser-based sort of habit-monitoring game, gamifying, or game, gameful-intended-designed uh, you know, task list habit creator. Um, it looks like they've upped their game. They got a new one called Habitica. It's from mm. Habit RGB Incorporated. It's it's an iOS and Android app. Have you seen this? No, Habitica. So Anne and I, Anne's been using it, and she's she's like was reporting happy results with it. And it was it was Tori who told her about it. Um, and it's like you can add in like sort of like here's things I want to do every day. Here's things I want to do every week. And there's here's things that I want to dissuade myself from doing, right? Like, uh, you know, taking the stairs versus taking the elevator. But then also browser-based activities. Like, okay, you can install an extension in Chrome to say, like, anytime I visit this particular kind of site or this particular site, take points away from me. And anytime I visit this kind of site, give me points, right? Give me hit points or health points or whatever. And your avatar, uh, just like in Habit RGB, you get like, uh, or RPG rather, you get this avatar role-playing character who represents you know it's like your little little tamagotchi right mm -hmm. and your activity keeps this thing alive or does it great harm depending um and so i'm looking at the app and i'm like oh this actually looks really cool and i was like boy i wonder if there'd be a way to plug it into trello so that anytime i do a trello activity and take a card out of this list and put it into this list right i take it from my to do today list and put it into my archive for the week list or anytime i archive a card for that matter mm -hmm. it could give me hit points and then and did this kind of like this almost like oh that would be so cool there's got to be a way to do it you know it's <laughs> the whole idea of like <laughs> just it, it the more ways you can systematize your life sometimes it there's like a little bit of a buzz you get from that right i think well right i mean speaking to me as an audience and yes <laughs> um <laughs> And, and I mean, it, there, it has, it has its limits. It has, um, it's context that I, that I, that I embrace it more and, and some, I, and, um, oh, I, there you are. yeah, look, we had a little, um, blip out there and, uh, there, so let's see. So about, I don't know, let's say right around 2000, 2001, um, I was building an app called personal evolution turns out someone someone else owns this name and all that whatever this is not affiliated with their intellectual property but uh, i was doing my own thing and i was a little i was hardcore enough about it where i i got annoyed with myself <laughs> where it, it was just okay so you know how many things am i going to track and and what am i doing as far as reporting on them and this isn't really always awesome. And I'm slightly frustrated a little bit over time that built up. And, and, 
and in, in particular, it was it was um, it was the positive reinforcement goals of like, well, if I whatever um, I maintain my diet uh, this week, I'm going to you know have dessert on Saturday. If I you know I'd like I would do this with like dozens of things, right? Oh, really? Yeah, and so I got sick of it <laughs> after yeah. a while, and um, and in part. Uh, it's it it's it ended up has in it I it I transitioned to a different phase and a different relationship with that kind of thing after that, where I try to use that kind of feedback loop whether I'm doing my own game mastering or if I'm putting it into an app, I I just do it with one or two things, and um, I find it's uh, I like it a lot more. You know, I track plenty of tasks, but I don't gamify them all. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's just my personal, you know, yeah, tiny glimpse at, at, at my journey with that. Yeah, no, my, my relationship with, like, recent changes I've made to my life in, like, in habit forming uh, has evolved in, like, the last nine months, right? So, like, when, you know, a year ago when I first took up running, I was tracking all the time like and i was comparing my stats day to day right it's mm. like, like oh, how many steps did i get today versus yesterday how many calories did i burn today versus yesterday and like mm -hmm. oh i wish i had more friends on on whatever running app i'm using so i could like compare with them and then i think it was like about november of last year you know and i was also doing like i was counting all my calories i was also like doing like food tracking and stuff just in nutrition tracking Cause like when you get, when you get excited about a new thing, you get excited about it, you know? And, and I feel like, at least for me, I have to go through this like 100% engagement with it to find out what the real engagement is. Does that make sense? Like I'm exploring all the different parts of it so that I can find out what I actually want from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think we, yeah, you're describing a pretty similar thing. I just was, so um, I, I would have totally used these apps back then. It's just that yeah. they weren't around. So I was I was my own taskmaster, game master. Yeah, I don't think either of us really have a problem with committing to things. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, uh, which, yeah, that's pretty handy. So what you're describing, so you got super into it, but then, um, and then, and then what was it, the threshold? It, what happened? The threshold happened where it's like I just noticed that I was just doing it because I wanted to do it, and I didn't need the feedback oh. anymore. Like it, and almost the feedback almost became interference with just enjoying the process of doing the thing. Uh, and I think I think part of my, at least for me, a year ago was uh, a little bit of a lack of trust that I could make it a habit. Right, even though I have all this evidence of other things that I could I could turn into habits, but there was like a, a part of me going like, you know, if you don't keep psyching yourself up, there's going to come a day where you're like, oh, I'm too tired, I don't want to do it. You know, mm -hmm. but. It was around November of last year where I was like, I saw somebody else doing it. I was like, oh, that looks like fun. I'd like to be doing that right now. And I was like, okay, it's a habit now. You know, it's, I don't, I don't have any problems getting motivated to do it. Um, so like now, like the, the tracking stuff is just, it's completely unnecessary. You know, um, I remember there was one day last summer where my tracking app failed and I was really angry. <laughs> I was like, great. I just lost today's effort. You know, it's gone. And then that happened in November, and I remember I was like, "Oh well, you know, I know I did it." So it's it is interesting. Like I think that 
there, I bet that is a, a progression that, that a lot of folks probably go through with yeah. that kind of, with that kind of tracking. Um, and, uh, so you still do it sometimes, but then. Yeah. I still track it every time, but I don't check in with it anymore. Gotcha. You know, it's like maybe, okay. maybe once a month I'll look and go like, well, how, how, how am I doing? You know? And it's depending on how much you're into the digital tools and whatnot, that there are a lot of ways to experiment with this kind of tracking and only more over time, more and more. And, uh, I think that, uh, um, yeah, I like for, I, I do a lot of this tracking with OmniFocus. I'm like very bought into their ecosystem because I'm very bought into the Apple ecosystem. Um, I have I, I am dual citizenship on a variety of things, but like, or triple or quadruple, if I think about it, <laughs> or quintuple. Anyway, I think about the different platforms that I use on a frequent basis. I'm not like just trapped there, but like I've, I, to have less friction with the task tracking and I do enough of it where I just want it to be really easy and present and all that stuff. And, um, that's, that's what I chose. I mean, there's plenty of other options, but, um, I will do other tracking like, uh, um, I used Fitbit for a while, switched over to Apple watch. Um, and it's just having the, the data and there's something about it where like, you don't have to just, just give up. You're not giving up your agency to some robot. Uh, it's, it's like a, you're hiring a robot because it's good at a certain thing. It's really good at, at saying, uh, you know, I'll track it. No big deal. And, but I'm, and I'm here to refer to if, if you're curious and, um, I might ping you once in a while to say, yeah, Hey, I exist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then also in the case of the ones that I use, um, they have an audio component where they give you feedback while you're doing the activity. Like you've been doing this for this long. Here's, here's a few stats. This is the speed. This is your elevation or whatever, whatever things you want to track, but like it can at least give you a sense of, okay, where am I right now? How, how am I doing? You know? Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I do like having the data all collected so that, you know, I can, I can decide to do something with it later if I want to. Right. Hmm. Um, yeah, we came off of kind of a far away from talking about favorite products. Uh, I wanted to go back to A2CAF memories. A2CAF, uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I mean, do you, do you remember, do you have like a, even like a sense of headcount of like a, like a vague sense of headcount of what you, who, how many people you taught in that two hour workshop you did? Oh, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of rotating in and out. Because right. you know it, it's it's timing, it's parents with kids and all that, and right. and sometimes it's the parent who's the primary uh, participant, and sometimes it's kids or one or multiple that were primary participants as far as a group of people, or uh, <clears throat> and it went it through. Was, it was enough to give a uh, industrial age educator the shakes, <laughs> the, the <laughs> dynamic of that room. Okay. Uh, did, <laughs> did you see one shaking? Cause I'm sorry if I didn't help them. But no, yeah. you, you, you didn't perform your duty as an industrial age educator. Uh, you were, you were rolling with, with the flow of the room. Um, 
and seemed really at ease. But it's just it's just like that's that's part of the character of some of like when you have workshops at a festival of this nature, and especially with like such a big window where it's two hours, like people are just gonna kind of bip in and out, you know? Yeah, totally. And and it was this um I it's it I've done workshops in that in in well serving that audience that specific audience I I've I've served a few times and I really get that there's there are windows of time and and they vary by family as far as their schedule for attending anything <laughs> because it's who knows right kids get hungry there's potty breaks there's um there's a variety of other commitments and things to get to because whatever you know they they have a plan they have their agenda as a as a unit and uh and i get that it doesn't really perfectly coincide typically with the duration of a workshop (laughs) right okay so but but how many how many kids interacted with the the materials that you had put together over the course of that two hours how many people i should say oh i don't know probably so we had 10 workstations set up plus mine. They were full, um, often on for the first, I don't know, first 20 to 30 minutes, but then it tapered off and then different people would come in at different times. But that room was filled at certain points. And I think they have a yeah. capacity of like 150. Uh, there was right. It, it, <laughs> I don't know. I, honestly, that's, that's no, I, I have to... no estimate. So like what I, what, being in the moment, it's not like I went, I, I blank, I blacked out. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, it's all about, um, the, there's this constant ebb and flow between, uh, how is everybody doing? Who's curious about this? Are there people, is there, an, is there a workstation that's not full and someone that's like hovering and thinking about it? I want to encourage them. So it's like keeping this engagement with the environment and then seeing how people are doing individually. Are they, um, are they progressing? Did they do something cool that I want to, um, you know, high five and celebrate? Um, and then just, so I've got these different, um, heuristics that I'm just playing as a, like a little deck of heuristics over and over. And it just depends on what's going on. Um, and the people in the, and yeah, the back of the room got pretty full a couple times and I don't, I know they didn't throw anything at me, but <laughs> beyond I, that. Look, I, yeah, I know. And here's, here's Rob like deftly dodging around me as I'm, I'm trying to swat him and he's like, Oh, I'm over here. Oh, I know. I thought it was All there, right. but I'm here. All right. Hey, oh, I'm on the ceiling. <laughs> um, but all I was trying to get at was like, how cool was that? That like you got to expose so many different people to the general idea of the workshop, right? Very and true. It, yeah, because there's the they they got a sample like a live. It's not like oh we watched a video or saw a commercial or whatever. Yeah, they were. Yep, that was pretty awesome. And because it's it, it feels like, um, you know, being of good service to the event. A two calf uh, to the library to the to oh, the yeah. library's you know program of of the uh, the secret lab which is a really 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 cool resource, and um, and I'm a giant fan of of these the of of the platform Raspberry Pi, it's it's a very inexpensive approachable computer that if if you're like I'm, uh, you know kind of. T- 
intimidated by the idea of like getting some big computer to, to try this stuff out. But, um, or what if I break my main computer? I can't mess with it. You know, this kind of craziness on there. Well, get this 30 to $40 thing, hook it up to your, you know, TV and stuff you have lying around and, and play. Um, it's to it, to, to spread that is like, um, yeah, it's, it's the same thing as like spreading, spreading comics and spreading, um, like, well, systemic thinking because they're pretty awesome tools. And I, and it's, I, I love to, if I can somehow be at the place in time and be helping spread the message that is exciting and interesting that people carry something away and it's, and it's reinforcing any of those kinds of things that, 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 that bucket of awesome stuff that I, that I love. Um, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for that. <laughs>